Hi, everybody. This is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. We take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So here is your Backstage Pass. Backstage Pass and Inside the Magic are pleased to celebrate the fun of the summer season and present this very special two-part Backstage Pass show. Jay and Mark and the Kingdom of the Crystal Palace. Jay and Mark are meeting together on a beautiful Florida morning at the Crystal Palace Restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, discussing an upcoming episode of Backstage Pass. So, the Indiana Jones ride, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, had a groundbreaking in 1993 and was opened in 1995. Right. Hey, can you pass that pepper? Sure. Thanks. They have 17 patented enhanced motion control ride vehicles made to look like World War II troop transports. Right. Three rows of four seats, just like the dinosaur ride here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. They move pretty fast for what is basically a dark ride, about 14 miles an hour through a 2,500-foot track for a little over a three-minute ride. The vehicles here in the States use oil-filled hydraulics, and the ones at the Temple of the Crystal Skull at Tokyo Disney Sea use electromagnetic actuators since the Disneyland ones leak so much. I think they've even toyed with the idea of using dyes in the oil to see if they could track which vehicle was leaking, but if two oil colors mixed, they really couldn't pinpoint which cars were giving them trouble. <laughs> wow. Hey, here's some notes I took. The vehicles have their own onboard ride control and audio systems, with programming capable of some 160,000 combinations. Tony Baxter, a senior VP at WDI, said, I think the key word for the attraction is variability. We've created a ride system that can provide a different and unpredictable experience every 18 seconds. For this adventure, it was really important for us to take our effects technology to a new level of reality, adds Baxter. From the minute you leave the station, the whole attraction experience is being centered around your vehicle. These eggs are really good. Oh, hey, there's Winnie the Pooh. The ride's story is set in 1936, and supposedly an ancient Indian temple was buried in a flood and was recently discovered by Jones. It contains countless intriguing artifacts, but the real treasures are those offered by the goddess Mara, a Hindu goddess of death, actually. She offers all who come to the temple one of three gifts, earthly riches, eternal youth, or visions of the future. But there's a price to pay if you look into her eyes. Jones's funding has now run out, and he and Sala begin conducting tours to try and raise additional money to continue their research. Of course, good fortune comes to those tourists who survive, but some have not returned. The families of the missing have begged Jones to help, and he's indeed ventured deep into the temple and has not reappeared since. Although looking for the lost, Jones also hopes to discover the Jewel of Power, a gem of immense energy believed to be stored in a huge cavern guarded by the Gates of Doom. 
Now, with tourists and Jones missing, Marcus Brody has asked Sala to again resume the tours in the hopes that someone may come across both the lost tourists and Jones. If you look at some of the original drawings for the ride, early concepts include combining the troop transport ride with the runaway mine train ride into flames and bringing the Disneyland Railroad and the Jungle Cruise into the ride building, but those concepts were eventually dropped. Imagineers were committed, however, to making the ride one that would be able to be as fast-paced and as variable as the indie movies. Tony Baxter said, I can't tell you how much I love those films, and what intrigued me about them is that they are so fast-paced and surprises are everywhere. Rides, on the other hand, are very controlled, and I wonder if we could create one that every time you ride it, it's different and you don't know what to expect. You're going into a different door from the last time you rode it, etc. It was probably the most challenging attraction, and it came out very well. Most of the things that we experimented with came out as well as we'd hoped. The ride brims with special effects. One interesting effect is the choice of doors that Mara offers at the beginning of the ride. Oh yeah, the Chamber of Destiny, with the doors that lead to the Hall of Promise. As your transport leaps forward, you are presented with three doors, which will lead to either the Fountain of Youth, the Chamber of Earthly Riches, or the Observatory of the Future. One of the doors begins to glow brightly, and Mara announces your gift. You seek the treasure of Mara, glittering gold. It is yours. You have chosen wisely. This path leads to timeless youth and beauty. You seek the future. I will lift the curtain of time. It is your destiny. Did you know that there's actually only one door? What? There's actually only one door and one room behind it. Imagineering constructed the chamber so it can rotate, with the walls and ceiling rotating over the working door, with two facades on each side of the real door. The fake doors even have tracks leading up to them. Once you enter the Hall of Promise, it will be lit differently to match the choice you received. If you enter the Fountain of Youth, the tunnel is filled with blue and green light and water reflections. Scrims in the room are lit from the front, depicting people drinking the water and becoming young and beautiful. If you've been given earthly riches, yellow lighting is employed in the same room and the scrims are backlit, now masking the paintings on front and lighting up a large amount of gold and treasures behind them. If you're given the observatory of the future, the scrims are darkened, the vehicles tilt up, and you see some 5,000 fiber optic stars overhead. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, could you pass me that syrup? Sure. Those Mickey waffles look good. Man, I have been waiting for a taste of these. Sir! Bad waffles. The frightened cast member pointed to a now still figure on the ground clutching a half-eaten waffle. Huh? Winnie! You are too close to the secret. They will do anything to stop you. You are in grave danger, as are those you must rescue. What? What do you mean? They are down below in the old parts of the Utilidor system. Y you mean the system of tunnels that run under the entire Magic Kingdom? Yes, but be very careful. The old parts of the tunnels are in bad repair, and they have set traps in some parts to stop you. Here, use this map. We have marked out some clues to get past certain points. Some of us have risked everything to get this to you. You must go through the hidden door, in the back of the kitchen, behind the rolling shelves. 
Here is the key to the door. Ah! Look, a red feathered poison dart in his neck. You must go now! Ah! Let's get out of here, come on! Watch out, someone's shooting at us! Excuse us, coming through, coming through! Ooh, ooh, sorry. You're not allowed in here. Uh, hey! Here, Mark, through here. Let's get these shelves out of the way. Here, look. It's a door. Here's a keyhole. Come on, get it open. Hurry up. Go, go. All right. What is going on here? He said there was some secret and we needed to rescue someone. Who could he mean? Well, all we know for sure is we can't go back that way. They proceeded down the tunnel. The passage ahead was dimly lit by small gas lamps with very low flames, situated along the damp walls, years of dust crunching beneath their feet. The path continued to descend and twist and narrow, until it finally ended at a heavy wooden door. Iron bars reinforced the well-worn timbers. Hey, listen. Water. They pushed open the heavy door. The air was thick and damp. Inside was an expansive circular opening lined with riveted metal plates. Above, the ceiling rose into inky blackness. Gas lamps with small glass globes ringed the walls, stretching up until they faded like stars in the night sky. Below the ledge where the path had abruptly ended was a huge pool of murky black water. Well, that doesn't look very promising, does it? Hey, what part of the Utilidor system is this? I don't know. This map is kind of sketchy. You know, this doesn't look like any part of the Utilidors I've seen. It's too run down and filled with water. Hang on, there's a dusty old sign here. There's an arrow pointing ahead. Let me see if I can read it. Two, two, zero. 20,000 leagues under the sea? This must be the long-lost Utilidor pathway that led to the lagoon area of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, before they filled in the lagoon and Winnie the Pooh took over. They must have drained all the lagoon water down into here and then closed it off. Uh, I, I wonder if we'll encounter any giant squid while we're here. They're gaining on us. We have to find a way around this. We can't go back that way. In the dim light, they make out large shapes churning in the water below. Hey... I was joking about the giant squid. It couldn't be, could it? Wasn't that just an animatronic? No, look, it's some kind of giant freshwater eel. Look at the size, that's amazing. <sighs> eels. Why did it have to be eels? There doesn't appear to be a way across, Mark. Let's see that map. Maybe there's some clue or note. Here, yeah, here, look at this. In water dark, the path will be clear. On the serpent's ledge, it will appear. <laughs> some help. Look along that right side there. You see there's some kind of carving in the metal plates. Oh yeah, I see it now. Hey, it looks like one of those eels. Right. Hey, Serpent's, Serpent's ledge. ledge! Man, there must be a way over there. Here, there's a concealed ledge. Here, hold my backpack. Be careful, I don't want you to become eel chow. Yeah, right now I wish I was Tinkerbell. Jay made his way carefully along the edge, eels surfacing in a tangle of thick, sinewy bodies, their jaws lined with nasty rows of razor-like teeth. Careful! Oh, I'm all right. 
Hey, there's a hidden panel here. Some kind of switch. There. The glass globes flared brightly as a huge volume of water began to bubble up in the center of the circular pool. You did it! Look, the water's going down! Shafts of light cut through the water as some openings appeared under the water's surface. <laughs> hey, look! The eels are leaving. They're being carried out the openings by the draining water. The water continued to drain and some type of dark, submerged pump machinery emerged from the cavern floor. A few eels writhed helplessly on the now dry stone floor. Jay, there's another door. It was underwater over there. There's steps going down below you there. Jay and Mark climbed down the chamber walls and made it to the floor, avoiding the jaws of the few breached remaining eels thrashing around in the few inches of remaining water. The pump whined and shook ominously in the cavernous center. The heavy metal door looked like a large hatch from an old submarine. A rusty wheel covered in a green slime was in the door's center. Mark tried the wheel, but it wouldn't budge. Come on, let's get this open. Uh, here Mark, let's try this iron pipe in the door handle. Maybe it'll help us turn it. Just a little more. Suddenly, the pump in the center of the room began a loud mechanical wail and began to shudder violently. Uh-oh. Come on. Oh! Oh! The sound grew deafening, then the pump exploded, sending pieces of metal shrapnel into the air. One particularly sharp and nasty piece hitting the wall near Jay's head. Okay, that was way too close. Several enormous streams of water burst forth high into the air, the jets hitting the walls of the chamber, blowing apart the numerous glass globes. Mark, look out for the glass. Come on, we have to get this open! The pooling water was now also allowing the once hapless eels to begin to move toward the door. One more The wheel suddenly gave way and the door opened. Horrendous mechanical howls and shrieks echoed throughout the chamber as water and glass fragments created a whirling cyclone. Mark and Jay lunged through the opening. We need to get it shut! Watch out, Mark! A huge eel positioned itself just inside the frame and lunged at Mark, its razor-like teeth snapping with a wet, slapping sound. Whoa! Hey, look out, Mark! Jay sidekicked the eel back out the door, carefully avoiding its wickedly hooked jaw. The eel had no sooner been pushed into the flooding chamber when a huge volume of water, under high pressure, blasted through the opening, blowing the door fully open and slamming Mark against the wall. Jay tried avoiding the full force of the blast pressed against the inner wall. Mark! We've got to get this door closed or this chamber will flood as well! Mark and Jay struggled against the now surging water and pushed the door closed, leaning their full weight against the cold metal until the door was repositioned into the frame. Okay, we got it. Now just spin the wheel and lock it shut. Pushing against the door with all of his might, Mark spun the reciprocal wheel on the inside to engage the pinions. This side of the wheel turned much easier and he watched the large metal latches slide into position, reinforcing the door against the weight of water, now refilling the chamber behind. Whew. We made it. <laughs> wow, that was fun. Yeah, just great. Well, at least we weren't eel bait. Alright, come on, let's go. Jay and Mark picked themselves up from the passage floor and Jay slung his now-dripping pack over his shoulder. They looked down the darkened tunnel ahead, 
the gaslights dimming as the passage progressed into blackness. Jay looked across the floor by the door and saw a wooden box. Hey, look. It says supplies. Hey, it might be something we'll need. He opened it. Inside, numerous small wooden torches, still dry, lay in rows, each torch head wrapped in strips of old cloth. Here, Mark. This may come in handy. It looks kind of dark up ahead. The old cloth lit quickly, the spreading flame casting a shadowy orange glow against the rock walls. Come on. The passage grew darker as the gas flames died out completely, the hiss of the torch flame a lonely obligato to the echoing sound of water dripping down the passage walls. They moved forward more slowly, the passage meandering endlessly. The tunnel narrowed and turned sharply to the right. Dark rectangular recesses each capped with a thick metal lattice ahead, punctuated the sides of the walls. As they stepped forward, a sudden sharp blast of air blew out the flame, plunging them into darkness. Oh, that's nice. It's all right. The torch went out. Blasts of air are coming out of these openings in the wall. Jay reached out and placed his hand on one of the grates lining the wall. Hey, I can feel pulses of air. The torch hadn't stood a chance. Maybe someone wants us to be in the dark. They continued forward, feeling along the walls. Mark stepped forward and suddenly felt the floor drop slightly beneath his feet. Watch out! He was certain he had triggered some type of trap. He dropped the spent torch and froze in place, bracing for impact and expecting the worst. Uh Uh-oh. What is the deadly dark secret that remains buried in the old Utilidor beneath the Magic Kingdom? Join us next month for the amazing conclusion of Jay and Mark and the Kingdom of the Crystal Palace.